0: best to share with you in just a couple of moments what the Lord has laid on my heart for this evening. and I stand by what I said this morning. I do believe that the word that the Lord wanted us to hear this morning and the word that I'm going to do my best to deliver to you in a few moments very well possibly could be the most important messages that that I bring to you uh, this year. How many knows that we need to make sure that he's Lord of our lives? Amen. I I don't want to just call him Lord. I don't want to just give him a title. I don't want to just be a mouth professor, but I want to be a heart possessor. I want him to be Lord of my life, and I desire that, and I believe you do as well. But I believe that we must... We must... Be alert and aware that uh, the enemy is very skillful in what he does. And it's not giving him credit. It's been truthful and honest. It's uh, to you tonight. But do you realize that the enemy is able to turn himself into an angel of light, which means he can operate at a level of deception that many can be fooled by? But not only can he turn himself into an angel of light, but you if you really read your Bible and you start reading through certain passages of Scripture, you'll find a phrase like this, and they will even do works of righteousness. Think about it. it that, that means evil is trying to manifest himself. See, he's all right. We don't need another one choking on us, that's for sure. Let's make sure he's good. Amen. I think think we're good. In Jesus' name, we're good. Amen. In Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Amen. So we give no place to the enemy tonight. Here's what I realized tonight, and I want you to understand that, you know, The enemy doesn't just lay down when there's a move of God taking place and getting ready to take place. And I'm going to do my best to lay out a foundation here in just a few moments uh, about the importance of where we find ourselves. Uh, I made this statement on Wednesday, and I'm going to make it again today. This is a time of great spiritual conflict. And I need you to understand something. And this is a revelation that God gave me this this past week. And this is not a statement where we are trying to be bractoscious or boastful at all. But I need you to understand that the reason there is a lot of things moving in the manner that it is is because when you start taking territory or you start putting your feet in the territory of the enemy it causes disruptions and if you will look and if you will go through scripture and you 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 can find and you you can really We know this, that the fall of Lucifer was not just Lucifer, but there was a third of the angels that was cast out of heaven with him. There is a group of them that is in change under the altar. We read that in Scripture, but there's others that is operating and moving in the spiritual realm, and it affects the earthly realm in which we live. He is the prince and the power of the air. We understand that... If there is a kingdom of light, then there has to be a king, and there has to be officers of that king, and there has to be subjects of that king. The same thing for the kingdom of darkness. If there's a kingdom of darkness, then that means that there are those that is in places of authority in that kingdom. And those that's in places of authority in that kingdom have been given authority, and they have also been given assignments. Meaning this, that they have been given a directive from their king to tell them this is what you are to accomplish, and this is what you are to permit, and this is what you are not allowed to permit. Everybody with me so far? Therefore, we find that when you begin, and if you go look, and you can, and if you've traveled any at all, and you've been in, and if you've been exposed to uh, life in general on any level, you can go into certain areas, and you can detect things in the atmosphere. You can drive in to certain regions or certain places of cities and, and towns and, 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 and countrysides and even nations. And when you step out into that, there is something in the realm, and it's like you detect something. There's a, there, it's called strongholds and it's called principalities. And every region and every assi- everyone has been given an assignment. They have a region. They have a place that they operate in. And the kingdom of darkness will not just assign one, but if there is a lot of resistance, if there's activity, he will assign him other subjects to work with them to make sure that light does not penetrate darkness. Okay? You say, where are you going with this? This isn't in my notes, but this is leading up to where I can get ready to minister what I need to minister to tonight. We find, because of this structure in the spiritual realm, that anytime you begin to try to take territory, there is an uprising, there is a resistance, and therefore, that which you are starting to touch and penetrate begins to come and begins to wreak havoc in your region, in your house. So, for example, this ministry, while it is a ministry that was founded in 1980 and it's touched a lot of lives, in, in the years that it's been established. Currently, this ministry is touching many parts all around the globe through partnerships directly and indirectly, and we are on an assignment to defeat darkness and to bring the glorious gospel to the lost, to the hurting, to those that are broken, and to those that have never heard. And when we begin to do those things, we are stepping into territory that the enemy thought, this is mine. So when we go into Guatemala, when we go into Belize, when we go into Turkey, when we go into uh, Asberjan, when we go into uh, Armenia, when we go into these areas, we're not just going and taking a message while we're doing that, but we're also stepping on enemy territory and we are engaging in spiritual war. You see, when we go in and we're starting to minister to young ladies in Belize and other places, and we start trying to give them care and giving them a way out and giving them hope, we're, and, and we start battling and we're fighting against human trafficking and we're fighting against sex trafficking. And listen, those are spirit, demonic stronghold spirits that try to come back to this house to bring disruption and to take territory and to squash the move of God. So it's not like we're touching one area, but we are doing multiple things. And I'm I'm not going to back up and I'm not going to quit, but we're going to push and we're going to run even harder. But you have to understand because sometimes you get into a place in everyday normal life and you say, why in the world is all this going on? I don't know what's going on. Why in the world did I'm thinking this and why in the world is this coming against me? Can I tell you, it is spiritual warfare that the enemy says, if you're going to come take my territory, I'm going to try and come take your territory. Because if he can't get you, he'll try to get the things that's near and dear to your heart. He'll try to come after those things uh, to get you distracted and to get you off course. But can I tell you today, you and I need to understand, he does not have the ability to win. Nor does he have the right or the ability to stay unless you give place the enemy. And that's why the word of the Lord tells us, do not give place to him, but raise up a standard against him. So I am trying to bring us to a place right now where I need you to hear and I need you to hear clearly that we are engaged in a movement. There are those of you under the sound of my voice tonight that you can go back 30 years, 40 years, whatever, and you can remember moves of God, revivals, and things of that nature. But I go on record tonight, and I feel this by the unction of the Holy Spirit. We are not just stepping in to a move of God. But we are becoming part of a great awakening that's getting ready to disturb the kingdom of darkness on a level that it has not been disturbed and challenged in the last hundred years. We need to understand that there is an intensity that is coming to this house and other houses just like it. But I decree to you today that where the power of the Holy Ghost resides, there is a shout of victory that comes from that place. And I want you to understand with me tonight that God is getting ready to take us into a place. And this is a simple message that I have for us tonight. But God is wanting us to come to a place where there is a protection over us because we're about to engage, but we are about to celebrate a victory on a realm that we have not known in our lifetime. So now I'm going to take us to Psalms 91 and verse number 1 through verse number 7. It's a familiar passage for most of you in this room, but please hear me. We are in a defining moment in history. And before I read this passage of scripture, I need you to hear me tonight. The next 10 months of our lives is going to experience all kinds of noise. Much of it is going to be manufactured noise. Much of it is going to be indoctrination. Much of it is going to try to get you to lose your focus we are going to go through in this nation alone we are getting ready to go through the most unpredictable political cycle that we have ever experienced in our life and it doesn't matter if you like politics or not it is going to affect everybody in this room because can i tell you we are no longer a single economy but we are a global economy And everything that is going on on the globe is got a hand in the cookie jar, so to speak, to try to influence and to try to create havoc in this nation. Now, our salvation is not in an election. I'm not saying that. But here is what I'm saying. We are a nation that was founded much differently than any other nation around us. And there is a biblical mandate on our life, and the enemy prematurely wants to stop what God is about to do from the shores of the United States again. You and I are getting ready to not just hear a lot of political upheaval and a lot of uncertainty, but can I tell you, it very well possibly could be that Hawaii will not be the only people that's paying 7 8 and $9 for a gallon of milk. Please hear me. There is a lot of actors that's moving things around and there's a lot of unrest in a lot of places. We are on the brink of being engaged in a war in the Middle East like we do not, have not known since, uh, really since a desert storm and all of that began to happen. And I think this has to potentially even be more darker than that. Please hear me. I'm not trying to be an analyst, but I'm trying to give you a base of where I'm going tonight. What I'm saying tonight to you is this, that there is getting ready to be all kinds of voices that tells you all kinds of opinions. But you as men and women of God need to understand who your source is and realize today that we are putting our faith and our trust in our one true king. And when we live and dwell with him, we do not have to fear. But I believe we have to use wisdom. I believe we have to be aware. And please hear me. Our nation is going to go through a time of great groaning. And the church needs to be praying. We need the favor of God. We deserve judgment tonight as a nation. As much as I hate to say that. We as a nation deserve judgment for what we are doing, for spitting in the face of God, for passing legislation, for letting people in the platforms of the most sacred place, which is not in the White House but in the church house, and letting them profane the name of God with their own ideology. We deserve judgment today. However, if my people will humble themselves and pray... Let us never forget the power and the value of prayer. Let me begin tonight. Psalms 91, verse number 1 through verse number 7. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilent. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilent that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for the next few moments that I I would simply be removed from the equation. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would anoint this vessel, And, Lord, I pray that I would speak clearly and boldly with an anointing that would not just penetrate the ears, but the hearts of every man, woman, boy, girl in this room and those on the other side of the lens of that camera tonight. And, Lord, I pray that you would receive glory by all that is accomplished today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. For a few moments tonight, I want to take us to Psalms 91, and our subject is found in Psalms 91 and verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For a few moments tonight, I want to talk to you about living under the shadow. Living under the shadow. There is a place, tell your neighbor, say, there is a place in which a man can live where there is protection that is not of this world. I want to say that again. There is a place in which a man can live where there is a protection that is not of this world. I have a friend. Some of you may know him. He's in heaven now. His name is pastor, reverend, doctor, whatever you want to call him, Rick Clendenin, he was a sight. But he shared the story when he was a little boy. He was the youngest of many kids. Us young kids, we always get picked on. But his brothers was giving him a hard time, and he ran in the back screen door of the little house, and I've shared this before. And he ran in, and he told his mama, he said, there they're, they're picking on me. They won't leave me alone. They're bothering me. And she looked at little Rick and said, Rick, you go outside and you tell them that mama said they better leave my baby alone. The little boy that had ran in in fear and, and anxiousness, he, Rick, he says, I went back to that screen door that I just ran into as a whipped little puppy and I swung that thing open and I said, mama said, leave me alone. Can I tell you? There's something about understanding that I have protection. A child understands it. But I'm not talking about the protection that man can bring you. But I'm talking to you tonight about there is a place of protection that is not of this world. This place is available to all who will choose to dwell with him in the secret place. Notice it says in Psalms 91 and 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place. I believe it is of great importance tonight to make this generation aware of the opportunity that is available for them to live in this level of protection. I believe that we must come to grips with the prophetic season that we have entered into. This is not a season for the faint of heart. We have entered into a time of spiritual warfare. Please hear me. That will not just cause this nation, but it is going to cause the nations of the world to be shaken. In your Bible, there is a reference that says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We are there, my friend, in this very moment of time. It is amazing to me at how rapidly and how quickly we have arrived at the place that we are currently. We are now dealing with things. That if you would have asked and talked about even five years ago, we would have said that's years down the road, but here we are five years later, and it's simply present right now. A nuclear weapon is not something that is new, but what is new is the appetite to use it. Please hear me. Humanity used to be viewed as something of value, but now it is viewed as something that is causing a carbon footprint. And Mother Earth needs to be saved. Hear me today. The perspective has changed drastically. I need to warn us tonight that the enemy And if you know anything about military behavior and activity, and there's men in this room that has walked it and lived it tonight. But there is a thing called formation for different calls of duty, if you will. There is specific formations that is required for there to be an advancement of any sort. Here is what I believe sincerely tonight by the revelation of the Holy Spirit in the last several days of my life. The enemy is in a formation of advancement. The kingdom of darkness is working continuously, methodically, causing there to be a rumbling in the earth. Yet, however, at the same time, please hear me, he, the Holy Spirit, is moving, and there is a sound of an awakening within the body. Much like in the days of the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost, we are beginning to see a clash between light and darkness, good and evil. Which brings me back to our text tonight. This is an hour In which we must be positioned correctly you can be one that checks all the boxes that man has created and you could smile at your card in your hand that identifies you as a good Christian but please hear me today that does not guarantee protection you can have a star for every service You can be at every event. You can never miss an offering. You can always feed the hungry. You can always clothe the naked. But please hear me. That does not guarantee you a place of protection. This is not about good deeds. This isn't about paying it forward. This is much deeper than that. The psalmist reveals to us that there is a place that we can live that provides security while we walk through this world. May I remind you that before Jesus ascended, he said, My peace I leave with you. Not the peace as the world gives, but I give you my peace. The body of Christ needs some peace today. Something that is more sick and diseased than the body, within the body today, is the mind. I I speak to people continually. And this is what I hear from this house and every other house and every other ministry I'm connected with on this side of the water and the other side of the water. It's always this right here, the enemy, nobody cares for me, nobody likes me, I don't even know why I'm there. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It is a place that is sick. The enemy has penetrated it. But the psalmist writes, he said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress my god don't miss those two words he's your god that's fine but he's my god i'm thankful that you could say he's your god but i'm gonna stand and tell you tonight that he's my god and it is in him will i trust do not put my trust in men i'm thankful for men i'm thankful for women But I'm going to tell you something. If the one that I have the most faith in today falls tomorrow, I will still run to the Lord. For he is my refuge and he is my strength. David had walked through some things. And he had experienced some dark seasons. But he had come to realize that there was a place that he could dwell. In Psalm 17, we see that there was a prayer that David prayed. I want to run through this very quickly. I I believe it's important. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture tonight. This is his prayer. I, I think sometimes it's good if we hear how people have prayed. So I don't want you to just hear these words that I'm getting ready to read to you from Psalm 17. I want you to hear them as a prayer. This is a man that has said that the Lord is my refuge and that he is my fortress. And this is what he's praying in Psalm 17. Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of fringed lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thy eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved my heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me in Thou shalt find nothing, but I on purpose that my, mouth, that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the path of the destroyer. Hold up my guns in thy path, that my footsteps do not slip. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me. O God, incline thy ear unto me and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand, them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Keep me as an apple of of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings from the wicked that oppress me Lord, from the deadly enemies that try to pursue after me and who compass me about. This is a man that is praying with great compassion and great fever because he understands that if I'm in his place, there is protection. You say, how do you know that? Is because the psalm that follows this one, David writes it after he has been pursued by his enemies after great conflicts. Notice what he says in Psalms 18. I will love thee, O Lord my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. He is my deliverer. He's my God. He's my strength in whom I will trust. He is my buckler and the horn of my salvation and he is my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death, they can pass me And the floods of ungodly men, they made me afraid. But the sorrows of hell compassed me about, and the snares of death prevented me. But in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. But then get this, then the earth shook and trembled, And the foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. Talking about God. And there went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and he came down. And darkness was under his feet and he rode upon a cherub and he did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind, and he made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. And at the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed hailstones and coals of fire. And the Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice uh, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows, and he scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and disconfitted them. And then verse 17 and 18, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. However, they prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. Please hear me, which brings me back to my text tonight. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It was when David, please hear me, began to dwell in the secret place uh, that he experienced uh, the shadow. Uh, once he experienced the shadow, uh, there was nothing else that he desired. Uh, he desired to remain uh, in that Place. That's why later in life, David said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Because why? He realized in the house of the Lord, in the tabernacle of God, there was a shadow. And because of that shadow, he said, if I'm there, I can get under the shadow. And no weapon formed against me will ever be able to prosper. Because when I dwell in the secret place, place uh, then there is a shadow uh, that I can come under uh, and when David began to live there uh, he began to walk in victory uh, he began to shout with confidence uh, can I tell you today uh, we are in a place right now uh, where we got to live under the shadow uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, and if you're out there God help you uh, but if you're in here uh, can I tell you uh, there's a safe place uh, that we can have tonight I'm going to preach while you sat there. That's all right. It's not the first time I've ever been set on that. And it probably won't be the last. But I'm reminded of a story of the children of Israel. The Lord said, I'm about to do something that's going to separate you from your enemy. And I want you to take a little lamb. I want you to take it. I want you to kill it. I want you to get a basin of blood. I want you to get a hyssop branch. I want you to dip it in there. I want you to put it on the little and the door." post of the home. I want you to go in there and I don't want you to come out because there is a spirit of the destroyer that's about to come through this city. And when it comes, if you're under the blood, there's not going to be any death. But can I tell you, if they would have stepped out, what they was doing, they were stepping away from the secret place. But when you step into the secret place, there's a shadow. And when there's a shadow uh, that means somebody's present uh, and if he is present uh, and I'm under his shadow uh, he is still all power uh, he's all authority uh, he is still the king of kings and lord of lords I will not be afraid in the shadow of my king please notice this was not just a place for David but it was for any and all that will choose to take up dwelling in this place. Can I tell you this, this evening, you can come to church every Sunday night and still not be dwelling in that place. You can, you can do whatever and still not be in that place. There is only one way to dwell in the secret place. Please hear me. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You all probably like for me to get ahead of myself because I get done quicker. But I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Notice with me. To dwell means this. It means to abide continually. We have too many that wants to visit the secret place on Sunday. Or when something unexpected happens in their life. But you need to hear the word of the Lord. And I know this, is, this, is a, this, this one don't taste good when it comes out of the mouth. And I know it doesn't taste good when it goes in the ear. But don't shoot the messenger. Visitors don't get to come under the shadow. It is reserved for those who have decided to dwell behind the veil. When you see somebody walk with the anointing and the power of God, and you say, "Man, I want that," be careful what you're asking for, because you don't know what it costs to have it. You, you you don't you don't. It's one thing to envy. Oh, man, I, I wish when I wish when I sung, it, it it was that powerful. I wish when I preached, it was that powerful. I wish when I prayed, things like that happened. Can I tell you? Wishing doesn't get it done. But there is a price, a great price, for the anointing. But can I tell you tonight, you and I have to get beyond this ideal that, well, we're going to have camp meeting. It's going to be good. It's going to be powerful. And we're going to be in the presence of God. And, and we're going gonna to shout. We're going to dance. And we're going we, we, to We're going to come on purpose. We're going to come on an assignment. And we're going to get in the presence of God for three days. We're going to live there for three days. But then, man, when that third day is over, we're right back to the grind of the everyday demands of life. And then we wonder why the anointing lifted. We wonder why the presence of God lifted. Can I tell you, it has nothing to do with God. It shows this. You chose to start dwelling someplace else. Do you realize... You don't have to wait till you get to this house to get into the presence of God. Some of the greatest memories that I have now that I'm an older guy is this. Is hearing my mama as she's doing dishes or fixing cathead biscuits singing the songs of Zion. What I would give to hear her sing one more song what I would give to be able to go for a walk in the woods and pray with my daddy one more time. Hear me tonight. We're in a place where this generation needs to hear the truth, and that is this. If you want to experience him, you can, but you have to choose in which world you're going to live in. You can live in a religious world and never experience the power of God. Or you can live in a relationship world with Jesus and you can walk with the great anointing and power and you can become a world changer. It don't matter if you are living in the cornfields of Indiana because the Lord knows no boundaries. Notice this evening what else David had to say. Psalms 27 He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You know, you can talk that way. That's like Rick coming up swinging that screen door. That was David taking his screen door. And he's like, you've all pursued me all my life. He said, that's about enough of that. The Lord is my light and he is my salvation. Who in the world should I fear? It's time for some of you to swing open your screen door. And realize who you belong to. Get over this poor, pitiful me. Oh, it got quiet. I feel about like the Baptist sister that I seen preach for the first time at the International Baptist Convention last week. And I tell you, at the end of it, she, she was pretty reserved till she got to the end. And then she let it loose. And she started speaking in tongues, and she stopped right in the middle of it, and she said this. She said, I am Baptist, but I am charismatic, and I do believe in the Holy Spirit. And she kept on going. And I saw some religious people just standing Kind of feel that like right now. So nobody go this right now because I will call you out on it just because I can. Now, listen, you can get into this religious world. You can get into this makeup and say, Well, I wish it was different. I wish it was that. I wish it No, 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 no. Listen, what are you choosing to do with your life? I referenced it this morning. Joshua said, Listen, you all can do what you want. You can say he's Lord, but 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 we're gonna make him Lord of our lives. So Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What he was simply saying is this we're going to choose to dwell in his place. Listen, you and I have an option tonight. It's almost like this. If you traveled, you can appreciate this. You're driving down the road, it's getting midnight, and you have an option. You got to stop, you got to sleep if you want to stay married tomorrow because you said you could drive all night, but the wife says, no, we're tired, we're stopping. So at midnight, you finally decide, okay, I'll give in, we're going to get a room. Now, you pull off the exit, and you got this. You got a Hampton Inn or you got a Motel 6 that nobody stayed in since 1970. Now, you could choose to stay there and save yourself some money. But if you're going to choose to stay there, Don't you cry about the bugs? Don't you cry? Don't 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 you dare do it. Don't you cry that the faucet leaks all night? Don't you cry that they haven't updated those bed sheets since 1970. You made a choice. But right across the street is the Hampton Inn, and it's got beautiful pillows. It's got fresh blankets. It's got a good breakfast. But you say, well, that's going to cost me $40 more. But get this, you all. Let me help you. Can I I learn you something right now? You're going to stay at Motel 6, and you're going to get Johnny and Sally and Susie. They're going to be cranky the next morning. Because mom and dad kept them up all night because what's that, what's that, what's that? And then you're going to get up and you're going to go down the street about two blocks and you're going to find Cracker Barrel and you're going to spend $55 for breakfast. So you take the $55 at Cracker Barrel and the amount you spent at Motel 6 that you said you can't afford to stay at the Hampton. But I'm going to tell you something. If you'd have stayed at the Hampton, you'd have stayed in a place that didn't cost you as much as you thought it was going to because when you was talking the night before, you wasn't taking into the equation what you was going to spend tomorrow. Oh, I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're than your amen right there. And that's not even in my notes. Thank you, Lord. What I'm telling you tonight is this, that you can decide, well, I'm going to dwell here because it don't cost me as much. You're right. It don't cost you as much if you're just going to church. It don't cost you as much if you're just giving an offering. It doesn't cost you much if you're just gonna be part of the program. Uh, But if you're gonna walk with the anointing and the power of God, yeah, it might cost you a little bit here, uh, but the reward, can I tell you, when I stay at those places, I, I got a card. I get rewarded for staying there, baby. I get free stuff. (laughs) Don't get me started, Lord. I'm going to preach this thing. I I don't care. Please hear me. There is an enemy that says, you can't afford it, you can't afford it, you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I'm going to tell you something tonight. You cannot afford not to dwell there because under the shadow of the Lord, does not just bring protection to you but it brings protection to your children and your children's children. Uh, It brings a protection to your church. Uh, It brings a protection to those that you love. Uh, I'm here to tell you, I'm sick and tired of the devil telling you you can't uh, when the word of the Lord says, uh, if you will choose to dwell uh, in the secret place, uh, he said, you. he didn't say you might or you could, uh, but he said you shall. Uh, He said it's an absolute. He said I put my seal on it uh, that you shall abide. Oh, are you, are you are you getting it this evening? Uh, can I tell you, he said, you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, if I'm under his shadow, uh, I am under his care. Uh, so when the enemy comes to my house, uh, I don't have to go to the door uh, because I'm under the shadow uh, of the Almighty. And he says, I'll take care of it. i just step up there and tell him, this belongs to me. Ah, please hear me tonight. I'm having fun whether you are or not. Let me get back to my text. Please hear me. Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Someone's tried to eat me before, and I'm still here. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. Can I tell you, there's something you can learn from the old saints of God. They understood the value of dwelling in his presence. Shortly before I came here tonight, I, I went to a showing for my dear friend's mother, Brother Jerry Raider's mother, passed into eternity just a couple days ago. Wonderful Wonderful lady of God. Jerry is a dear friend of mine. I honor him and did a lot of work for me over the years, but I, I value our, our friendship. And I walked in and I seen all kinds of people I haven't seen Saul for a long time. It was just a, it was, it was just, it was wonderful. Then I come and I got in line and I walked up and my friend. Brother Raider, he he saw me and he was he was good and he saw me and then I don't know why I have this effect on people at times. It just I don't know if it's bad or good, or whatever, but he saw me and he just he just this brute of a man just fell in my arms and began to weep and cry. He said, Oh, I love you, Rod. Thank you. For coming. I said, I love you, my friend. We talked for a moment. He said, I, I was there with mama. He said she's kind of struggling to breathe a little bit. But she said she looked up at me. Get this. Last word she said before she stepped into eternity, she wasn't filled with fear. She wasn't feared with anxiousness. She looked up at him and he simply said this, Jerry, I want to go home. And he said, then mama, just go home. He said she looked at me, took a breath, closed her eyes, and went to heaven. I'm going to tell you something. The enemy will tell you, you have to fear everything that's coming down the pike at you, even death. But I'm here to tell you, you don't even have to fear death when you live in the secret place. How in the world can we be afraid of death when we know this to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Lord, help us, Jesus. We're smarter than that. We're smarter than a fifth grader, aren't we? <laughs> I'm not talking to the teachers because they don't, teachers don't even teach things anymore. It's Two plus two is still four. I don't care what your math says. Ask, ask Wade. He'll tell you your math's crazy. Yeah. I don't have to have that argument. Please hear me. We are in a place tonight where we need to understand what David saw. A lot of people just see David as a little shepherd boy in a field. David, David's pretty smart. He had a lot of life experience. He had an anointing on his life. He didn't do everything right, but he did learn some things. And through th- his writings, the psalms that he's given us, he gives us insight of what it is to be in the secret place. And I'm bringing this to a close very quickly. Psalms 32 and 7. He says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah, please hear me tonight, in all seriousness, this is an hour in which we must stop kidding ourselves. It is not enough for us to say the right things. We must realize it's time to begin. To do the right things. It is our responsibility, and I do not take this lightly. It is our responsibility to lead and to nurture the generation that God has given us. And we can only accomplish that when we decide to dwell in the secret place. For that is the only way to experience abiding under his shadow. May I make this statement today? A shadow is merely a reflection or a reflected image of someone or something that is present. If his shadow is present, that means he is present in the room. They sent us a little video last week, I think it was, or a week before, of little Blakeland discovered her shadow. It's quite interesting. The little hallway pointing, shadow, shadow, shadow. Wasn't that long ago, walking across the parking lot, little Jackson discovered shadows. It's exciting to see them experience those things. You know, we can learn from a child. Have we forgotten what a shadow really is? But when the psalmist writes, For he that dwells in the secret place, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It brings me to our final point tonight. Where is this secret place? Where is it? Psalms 27 and 5 reveals it to us. In the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set me upon a rock. That's why David said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord because he realized this, it was in the tabernacle of the Lord. That's where the Lord was. So if it's in his tabernacle, the question then becomes, how do we experience it? In Matthew chapter number 6, we find these words. But thou, talking about you and me, when you pray, enter into your closet. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father, which is in secret. See, he never leaves his tabernacle. He's always there. He's always present. But he hears you in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret, he shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of, for ye ask. But after this manner pray ye. Verse number 9 chapter 6 of Matthew says our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the power for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It is this prayer from a pure heart that takes a man behind the veil and gives him an opportunity to dwell in the secret place. A prayer of humility, a prayer of surrender, a prayer of dependency, a prayer of forgiveness, a prayer of petition. And a prayer of recognition of his true identity. I have one question for you tonight. Will you, not talking to anybody else but you, will you decide to dwell in the secret place? I'm going to make some of you nervous right now. but I want to say this tonight. It's time to acknowledge that he is not a local 7-Eleven that you can just run in and out of at your convenience. There is a place where one can abide, but only if one decides to first dwell in his presence. If you refuse to dwell, and I do not mean this disrespectfully at all, but if you refuse to take responsibility for your life and your actions and refuse to dwell in the secret place don't come crying and asking why is this happening and why is that happening why is listen the preacher can't do it for you the singer can't do it for you grandma's prayers of yesterday can't do it for you your heritage of yesterday can't do it for you you have to choose I have to choose to dwell in the secret place. It's not about head knowledge tonight, but this is what it's about. It's about a yielded life. I can only speak for you tonight. I can't even speak for my wife. I can't even speak for my children. I can only speak for me. But I choose to abide under his shadow I'm going to live there because I believe this with every fiber in me brother Ken tonight that the Holy Spirit still moves like he's always done through every generation that he shows us things that was and is and is to come and I do not say this in a bragging manner at all but I sense that I've caught a glimpse of what's coming and I cannot afford to dwell any place else other than in the secret place. There is an awesome responsibility that's coming to the people of God in the days ahead to bring stability and to bring a calm to a world that's getting ready to go out of control. Somebody has to begin to dwell in the secret place. I know that we have just ended a season of corporate prayer and fasting. I don't need you to hear my call, but I need you to hear the call of God tonight. By the unction of the Holy Ghost, even this afternoon it began to resonate in my spirit so loud. If you've ever heard anything that I've said, I need you to hear the message this morning that not everybody that says Lord, Lord will enter. But I also need you to hear this. God is calling us not to visit, but He's calling us to dwell. And this preacher is calling you to a life of prayer. I'm not calling you to anything other than a place of prayer. You need to pray for your family. You need to pray for your nation. You need to pray for a generation that has been sucked into hell before they even get a chance to live. Please hear me. people of God need to stop and they need to stop immediately walking in and out of the house of God and walking through their daily life like they've got it all figured out and that they know everything and therefore I'm okay you're not okay and you're not in a safe place if you're not dwelling in the secret place man of God that walked with such power and such anointing, he said, I rarely pray for 30 minutes at a time, but he said, I never go 30 minutes without praying. You hear me? Let that sink in. When was the last time your baby heard you pray? I'm not talking about, Lord, bless the food. I'm thankful you pray that prayer. When was the last time they heard groanings coming up out of the man of God or the woman of God that was in travail for the lostness of humanity? You say you want a move of God. You say you want His power. You say you want His presence. Please, please, please don't be offended tonight. But I pray that every one of us is convicted. When we dwell in the secret place, there is an abiding place under his shadow and I need to read this one more time as we stand tonight and I want you to be very reverent for the next few moments in this room please I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely, He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilent. He shall cover thee with His feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestlet that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not, it shall not, it shall not come nigh thee. So right now, I take authority over every tormenting spirit that has been in operation, in the lives of the men and women in this room and on the other side of the lens of that camera and by the power and the authority of God himself I send it back to the gates of hell in which it came because if you will choose to dwell in the secret place it cannot remain and therefore if you will make a choice to live in the shadow You are choosing to live in victory. Tonight, the choice is yours, the choice is mine. Choose you this day. Our world is getting ready to experience. Multiple shakings, multiple shakings. But please hear me, for those that will abide in the presence of Almighty God, we can stand without fear and we can know that joy is coming in the morning. Right now, I just feel impressed to do it in this manner. I want you to just gently lay your hand on the shoulder of the person you may be standing beside. (laughs) And I don't want you to pray for yourself tonight, but I want you to pray for who you're touching. I want you to begin to pray for there to be a hunger. And a thirst for whoever you're touching to dwell in the secret place and I want you to begin to lift your voice right now as the Spirit of the Lord is in this room to minister I don't care if it's your spouse your husband your wife your child whoever but I want you to begin to pray I want you to pray father in the name of Jesus right now Lord In your word it says we're two or three are gathered touching any one thing, praying the prayer of faith. We can ask what we will, and it will be done. Lord, I'm asking right now for there to be a hunger and a thirst just being increased in every individual in this room to dwell in the secret place. Lord, we understand tonight through the preaching of your word That there is a place that we can come to. And when we are there, we are positioned to abide under your shadow. And therefore, there is nothing that is able to come nigh our dwelling. So today, Lord, we are not coming to just dwell in a secret place for ourselves. But we are coming so that we can bring our homes, our families uh, into a safe place. Lord, just like uh, Rahab brought her family to a safe place, Lord, we're positioning uh, into the secret place even now. Lord, we're calling forth a greater hunger, greater passion, greater desire, greater longing to be in your presence. And Father, today I pray for anything that would try to exalt itself against the men of God and the women of God. Lord, I pray right now there would be a spirit of boldness that would rise up in them. Uh, Let them operate and walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Lord, I pray uh, that there would not be a spirit of intimidation uh, but that there would be an outpouring of Holy Ghost fire in the lives of every man, every woman, every boy, every girl in this room. God, take us into that place tonight. For, Lord, it's in that place. Oh, that there's safety, that there's security. Oh, that there is hope, that there is peace, that there is rest. So, God, we stand. And, Lord, tonight we understand that it is about a yielded life. So, Lord, tonight, once again, once again, I lay myself on the altar. And, Lord, I say I give myself to you. Lord, I want to live and dwell in the secret place. I'm not looking... For a, I'm not looking for a label for visiting hours, but Lord, I'm I'm asking for permission, Lord, to just move in to the secret place. Lord, right now, I thank you for a thirst, thank you for a hunger that's rising up in the people of God. And Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this pushing in the spirit realm that we're experiencing. Lord, no distractions today, no lies today from the enemy It's going to keep us from living and dwelling in the secret place. Lord, I thank you Thank you in advance for the victories that we're about to experience in the year 2024. I thank you, Lord, for divine reversals. I thank you for unexpected increase. I thank you for a releasing to the body. It's getting ready to propel us into different dimensions and realms as we continue to go forth and take back territory from the enemy. Lord, as we stand together in your presence.
1: You can make me like you
2: me in your arms Grab me in your arms Grab in me in your arms Take me to that, that place, place, Lord to that secret place. I can be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your To that, that place, place, Lord, to that, that secret place, place where I can be, be with, with you, and you, you can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms, arms. wrap me in your arms, wrap me, your arms. Wrap me in.
0: Are coming, coming
1: down. down. Chains falling on In the, the ground. ground. Oh, spirit here and now. now. There's freedom. Yeah. Strongholds Holes are, are coming, coming down. Take us to that
2: place, Lord, to that secret place. I can be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Have in your arms. Take me to the Think sea and that day. Day. to in that sea.
0: Anybody just sense the sweetness of the Spirit of the Lord in this room? Please hear me. We have to learn and we have to teach a generation on how not to just step into this for a moment and then leave. But we have to teach a generation and we have to reteach an old generation. That just because we're not singing out of a red hymn book doesn't mean that we're not in the presence of the Lord. Now, I love the red hymn book. But please hear me. It don't matter. What matters is that we get in His presence and we live in that secret place. And We have an opportunity, even in this very moment, to enter in. But if we're not careful, our mind is already in tomorrow. I know... That I got to get to Walmart before it closes at the dollar store because Debbie Dunn gave me orders. I got to go get hairspray. Like I need it. But I'm not concerned about hairspray. I'll come to your house and borrow it if I don't make it there, okay? Because she needs it. But I got plenty of time to do what I need to do. But none of that has eternal value like what we have right now if we would just get into that secret place I want to give you this and it's not to prolong anything but I need you to te- I need to teach you this this is a teaching moment Rahab took two spies hit them on the roof of her house came in the covenant the, those spies said this we're coming to this city and this city is going to be destroyed. But because you come into covenant with us, you bring your family. And if your family is in this house, they're going to be spared too. Do you understand tonight that when you choose to dwell in the secret place, it don't matter where Johnny is right now. It doesn't matter where Susie is right now. doesn't matter what the doctors may say about their situation. But what matters is that when a man or a woman understands that when I step in and begin to dwell in the secret place, not visit, listen, I like to visit some places, but there's no place like home. But when I get to a place where I dwell in his presence, then there is a place that I can abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And if he is protecting me, he's protecting everything that belongs to me. So if I can get there and if I'm under the shadow, if I'm abiding there, that means the enemy can't come to my house uh, and therefore he can't touch my babies. Uh, he can't touch my baby's babies uh, because we are protected uh, by the almighty God. So with that revelation, why in the world is it so important for us to get out of the house of God with other men and women of God that can get into his presence, because where one can put a thousand, Two can put 10,000. That's just not on a battlefield, but that's in a spiritual atmosphere. Do you realize if every one of us would get together in the secret place? Uh, it's one thing to get together over fried chicken, uh, but it's another thing to get together in the secret place of the Almighty God uh, and begin to take dominion and authority and say, God, uh, you said uh, in Psalms 91, uh, if I dwell here, uh, then I to abide under your shadow. Uh, and therefore, there is nothing uh, that can come nigh my house. Uh, I'm telling you tonight, uh, we're about to engage uh, in something uh, that is far bigger uh, than you understand. Uh, But I'm here to tell you uh, that there is a shout. uh, And they're going to say, how did that happen? Uh, How did that happen? Uh, How did that happen? I'll tell you how. uh, My God was more than enough. So Lord, take me. Take me to that place.
1: Everybody, we want to say thank you for watching today. We pray that this message blessed you. And if it did, please feel free to subscribe. Stay up to date with what we're doing here. As well as follow us on our other social media platforms. Help us reach more people across this world for Christ. We love you all. We pray that you have a blessed day. And we pray that we see you again soon. God bless.